episode 85. Karen Campbell on the need for a funnel. The Online Course Guy podcast. Regular people are taking their knowledge and content and packaging it up in an online course, and they're making a living doing it. Didn't you take some kind of course that covered this stuff? Check it out. It's a good course. It's a good class. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Here's the Online Course Guy, Jack Hopkins. Let's go, 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 go. Hey everyone, it's Jacques Hopkins here and welcome back to the Online Course Guy podcast. This is episode 85 and we'll have another interview with a successful course creator coming up in a minute. But first, let me tell you about our sponsor of this podcast and that is Bonjoro.com. With Bonjoro, you can quickly and easily send a short video to anyone with an email address. If you have an online course already, I recommend that you send one of these to each and every person that signs up for your online course. It's an incredible way to start the relationship off right. I do this for everybody that signs up for any one of my online courses. You should be doing the same and you can get started with a free 14-day trial by going to bonjoro.com slash jacques. That's bonjoro.com slash J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. All right, today on the show, I had Karen Campbell of awesomeartschool.com. Karen is, of course, an artist and has online courses on art. We've had online art course people on the show before, but of course, everybody is unique. And a few things that I really enjoyed from this conversation, first of all, just Karen's raw energy. It was just an absolute pleasure to, to talk with her. And she she's just so excited about this stuff. And she was really easy to talk to. But also just talking about in this interview, just having a funnel versus kind of not even having a funnel at all. And if you notice, if it's still up by the time this airs, if you go to awesomeartschool.com, there's no real funnel there. It's just a library of courses and you can either buy now or not buy now. And there's not much else there. And she talked about how she didn't realize even what funnels were, but now she does and kind of her path forward with everything. But she's found success with even without having some elaborate sales funnel. But I think she is going to be even more successful once she gets something in place. So a little something for everybody in this episode. Let's jump into the full interview with Karen Campbell right now. So Karen, how did you get into the world of online courses? It's a good question. I got into the world because I was in the world as a student forever. I have always been interested in art. So I was always taking art classes in person, really. And then I started having kids. And you know, when you're pregnant and you have young kids around, online learning was just really taking off at that part at that point in the art world. And it was perfect timing for me because I could not, there was no way that I could leave my house, you know, at night and leave these babies and toddlers. I have three kids to do their own thing while I did a painting. It was like, that was like ridiculous. And so being a student in the online world was fantastic because if they took a nap, I could, you know, go quick switch on my computer and like have a full lesson right at my fingertips. I could do it at totally at my convenience. And so that was a huge uh, game changer in my artistic, in my own artistic journey. And so I just, I was like, could not get enough. So anyone who was offering, I was all over. And that was probably about 10 years ago. So that's kind of how I started. And then what happened is I took so many damn classes. I ended up getting really good. <laughs> I ended up getting really good. I did it all the time. I had always been painting anyways. And I had using it to you know, fine-tune my commissions. I was doing murals and doing all that thing. And I got really, really good. And then what I found out about being a student of an online course for so long was that I found myself being like, 
you know, like stop talking, let's just get to the let's cut to the chase. And I, I found myself being more of a critic of these poor teachers and wanting to more and more like take over their jobs. Like, ah, oh, if I was teaching this, I would say do this, you know. And it was like it was so funny. And at the same time, around the same time, I started teaching teaching in person in my own home. So I was teaching children, and I did that for about five years. And I did birthday parties, I did craft parties for adults. So I was teaching, 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 anyways. And I was still taking these online courses. And one day I got, you know, I have three kids of my own and I had all these kids in my house and I was having parties and I was like, okay, enough. (laughs) No, no one else I needed my, this is my art studio. I kind of just like had enough. I said, you know what? I can, I can do this. I know there's a learning curve but I know what's involved. I've seen hundreds of hours of videos. So I know what I need to do. I just need to figure out how to do it and go digital and do it myself. So I literally like closed shop one day and people were like horrified. They're like, what do you mean? You're, you're not having class on Monday. I'm like, nope, going digital. You can find me online in six months. And I gave myself a timeline and I was like, I'm going to figure this out. And then the rest was history. So yeah. Conquered it. it was fun awesome. too. <laughs> so you had a lot of experience with taking online courses, but what are the steps that when, when you decided to make your own, what are the steps you took and how did you know what to do to make your own online course? Yeah. So, I mean, the real first hurdle is like, how do I film this? Right? Like I know how to make the, uh, the content wasn't the issue. It was like all the nitty gritty and the how to's. So of course I turned to YouTube to look up you know, how to film art videos. And there really wasn't much on there, which is probably why I just did this myself and created this little mini series for other people who want to get started because it's really not that hard. You really just need a camera and a tripod for starters. And so I had a camera and I had a tripod. So I just had to figure out like, how do you literally take the camera and point it downwards? Like that's like step one, right? And then you have the footage and it's like, then how do you get the film on onto the, your computer? Like that was like two days of you know, learning curve. And then it's like, oh, now my videos are all upside down. Well, how do I turn them right side up? So when I'm going to editing, so it's just kind of like one step at a time you know, Googling (laughs) one problem at a time and trying to problem solve until I could kind of piece all the pieces together. And that, and I have really nerdy IT geeky children and who love this stuff. So they were never underestimate the power of the kids in your family because they're on you. They live on YouTube and they live on electronics. So my kids played a very active role in helping their lame mom get up to speed with all this stuff. That's so cool. And I'm laughing over here because, you know, you mentioned the kind of the first steps. I went through those exact same steps when I was doing my piano course because it's like, okay, step one, how do I get an overhead shot of the piano? And then, um, and then I had the same thing where like when I imported it to my computer, it was, it was upside down and I had to figure, okay, how do I flip it around? And today, like, (laughs) it's so easy today, but when you've never done it before. I like freaked out when I saw that everything was upside down. It was literally like the biggest problem in the world. And you know, now it's yes, a click of the button. I was like, oh, well, that's pretty easy, actually. Yeah. And you know, I'm convinced that most people don't succeed with this stuff because when you hit a hurdle, like people don't get around that hurdle. And it's funny, you know, right at the beginning, being able to get that overhead shot or flip the video around, like some people will just give up right there. Right. I mean, to get to this point where you are today, like how important it was it to get through the various hurdles? 
it was everything. It, it's really was, it really was like my goal. And so actually I started small. So before I started actually like posting like paid courses that people would buy, I just said, okay, Hey, look, what I'll do is I will just try to make it part of my daily routine or daily practice to like, I'm going to be, what's it called? Daily it's a call practice. I'm missing a word. But anyways, I was like, I want to try to do art every day. So I just want to get in the, in the habit of like, Phil, why don't I just film it while I'm doing it? I'm doing it anyways. Right. I might as well just film it. And then I'll just chuck them up on YouTube and that will keep me accountable for making sure that I'm doing every day or at least every once a week or whatever, try to be consistent. And then I'll just post it. And then that will like just try to work out some of the kinks and get me through my learning curve. And so that's what I did. So I would just sit down, do a random something. And it was like, you know, I never dreamed that I would be talking on camera ever. That was like kind of not in the plans. I was like, okay, you can just see my fat hands and I'll be doing my thing and I'll put it to some music and do a time lapse. And so, you know, I did that and I did it for like a long, <laughs> like a long time, you know, and just at that, it was like a baby step. So that was put it up, rotate it on my, in my editor, you know, find copyright free music. That was like another big hurdle, which is another video I just did. It's like, how do you find copyright free music? So you don't get strikes when you're posting your YouTube videos. And then, okay, well then how do you add captioning? Like, what if I want to tell people about what I'm doing? I was figuring out that the captioning. So I started just music and then I would have music and then some captions. And then I'd be like, Ooh, well, what if I added a title, you know, then I added a title to the next one. So each one I tried to kind of add and teach myself and incorporate one new feature again with the help of my kids who like, it's like a no brainer for them. <laughs> so yeah. And then slowly, you know, you kind of just build on those little skills. So your website is awesomeartschool.com. Yeah. And you know, art, as you're aware, it's a very broad subject. Yes. So have you, have you niched down within art at all? So that's so funny that you are bringing that up because my first course, this was before I started nerding out on business and listening to podcasts and try and learning about niches is I really thought that what you're supposed to do is like capture everyone, right? So my first course is this massive mega bundle course called Art of Play. And it's six completely separate modules. You can take each module individually or you can buy the whole kit and caboodle. I mean, and I covered, cause I'm like a fantastic multimedia artist. I don't like just narrowing my work down to one thing. I love literally everything. So I have a class, a whole module on drawing, like, and it's all for beginners. So everybody who's new to all of these mediums can get started. So I have drawing, I have like magic mark makers, like markers and pencils and so on and acrylics and watercolors and encaustics and mixed media. And then I thought, well, this way I can get everybody to my school, right? Like everyone will come here. And then fast forward two years and a lot more courses and what I'm learning, what I should have done. And what I'm sort of retroactively doing now is niching down. So instead of trying to get everyone in the world, because that doesn't work very well, is you know what, I should have had like a drawing signature class, and then just focused on that one thing. And I know that now, which is so funny. So now I'm actually building sales funnels for each separate, complete individual module and course that I have. And then I will target those specific learners. So for each 
one, which is just how I'm doing it ass backwards, but that's okay. I'm also very much like I do first and then like two years later, I go back and like think about what I've done. I'm like, oh, right. So the good part about that is I got a lot of stuff done. The bad news is that sometimes I don't do it the smartest way, but I love learning about this stuff. I love just jumping in and getting started and I, I, everything's figure outable. I just, you know. Sometimes I just don't do things in the right order, but I'm okay with that. So that's um, that's your niche question answered, I think. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's so funny that you said at first you would you, like you didn't want to be on cameras, just your hands in the art because you're like <laughs> you're so energetic and like oh, uh, it's, it's fun to talk to you. So so I'm glad you brought up funnels because when I you know right now I'm going to I'm at awesomeartschool.com and yeah. I mean no offense, but like there's zero funnel here. Like there's, Dude. there's no, I mean, it's like a list. It's Dude, a, it's a library of your courses with, with prices. Uh, I mean, did you not know about funnels when you put this up? I did not know about funnels. Now I have, what I do is so, and this is the way that I thought it worked forever until literally a few months ago. And it sort of has changed my entire life. So what I do is I have very big and happy and dedicated YouTube following, which is growing every day. And so I was organically <laughs> like pulling people from YouTube to my Facebook group and then onto the Awesome Art School page. So educating, giving amazing free value jammed videos on YouTube and getting people really excited about the work I was doing and the things I was teaching. And that does get a lot of people over to Smart School to check things out. And especially if when I was, I have a lot of courses for sale. So when I'm in the throes of creating new content, that tends to be what then I'm creating on YouTube and but that's the work you see on Instagram and, and on my Facebook group. So people get automatically organically excited when I get excited. And so people, I could draw people to sign up for those courses. So I haven't been like, you know, I haven't been unsuccessful, but it's been every sale is like an organic handholding, like soul to soul, like this ridiculous, you know, that relationship that everybody talks about. Like I have that in the bag. Like I am best friends with all of these people, but that's a hard, long work to get those signups. Right. And then, <laughs> and then I learned about sales funnels <laughs> and then I'm like, that would have been so much easier because it is the building relationships and it is educating people about your work and it is all of those things that I was already doing. But instead of doing it all organically and in real time, right, you're doing it on autopilot while you're sleeping and you're doing the work, but you're doing your work for you around the clock. And on, all I have to say is better late than never. <laughs> No, so that's much. true. That's great that you're working on it. I know yeah. I know that, you know, I first gets got started, I knew how to teach piano, I knew how to play piano, but I didn't know much else about the online world and I had to slowly learn everything over time. And so I put things out there just like you have it out there too and yeah. had a sales page um where people could sign up for my course. Right. Uh, but then I learned about funnels and as soon as I implemented my like product launch formula funnel, like everything else was the same except I dropped in a funnel on top. Yeah. And my sales like 5x overnight, which was, you know, who doesn't want that, right? I can't even you don't even know cuz I'm literally days days from launching and my husband's like he's like I just want to be a cat man. If this could just if this could just work, you know, 1% of what everyone sort of touts that it will work because I feel like and I'm like so scared to get my hopes up, but I feel like that's what everybody 
says, right, is that if your funnel is really is rock solid and packed with value and you're giving, you know, a lot before you're asking that little ask on email number four, what have you, that it should result in a sale or two or three or more. So fingers crossed, it works for me. I don't know. I'm super scared. I'm super excited, but yeah. Gurus like you that have come ahead of me are definitely getting my hopes up. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel like you should check back with me in like a month so I can report back and be like, yes, it was a huge booming success. Or like, oh man. Yeah, definitely going to follow up with you. I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping it's more on the success part and we can oh. come back on and, and talk about how much better the funnel is than what you have now. Oh my gosh. But, yeah. you know, just because you have a, like, it's got to be a good funnel and you have to have a good yeah. product. Fortunately, yeah. you've got, uh, you've got a proven product. I mean, you've got your courses, you're making sales. And typically what will happen is you improve your marketing, and your funnel, then the sales just increase because you've already got a proven product. What some people make the mistake of is they're just getting started and they're like, okay, I have a course and I have a funnel. Why am I not making sales? You don't have anything proven yet. Yeah. No, I definitely, I do have full confidence in the courses. And I, I was just funny while I was waiting for this call to start. I was, every time somebody like, you know, gives a testimonial, but I don't even call them that because it's just sort of genuine feedback. Like if someone's really excited and they're like, oh my God, I got your book and it's amazing. And I have confidence, blah, blah. And I usually just take a screenshot and then I forget about it because I'm, you know, in the line at Target, you know, buying milk and eggs and like, I don't even have time to like think about it or digest it. So I was getting, was trying to see if I had a couple maybe on my phone and oh my God, I have like dozens and dozens and dozens of these screenshots that I've saved forever. And I've never taken the time to like download them on my computer and really collect them so I can use them in any sales marketing in any way. And these things are like super genuine. I mean, I haven't even, none of these have been asked for tutorials. These are just people bursting because they're so excited about what that I'm teaching them. So I can't wait to, you know, share them genuinely with people so they understand kind of awesomeness that they're getting into when they join awesome art school. So hopefully, hopefully those sales funnels are going to work. I hope so. Yeah, the testimonies are extremely, extremely important. When I was just getting started, I had to talk and talk and talk and try to convince people to uh-huh. buy my course without like any results. Yeah. But now, yeah. now, like I hammer home testimonials. Both video testimonials for me is very important because people want to see how my students play yeah. the piano. Yeah. Um, and a lot of text testimonials as well. So, like in, in my webinars and my videos and everything, I'm always hammering home those testimonials. So, that's great that you're, you've yeah. got them. And now I'll use them. <laughs> yeah. And you know, actually, that gives me a really good idea. I should have my students send me like the pieces that they're the most proud of to show off because they are, they do amazing work. That's a, actually a really good idea. I'm going to write that down. Text testimonials and video testimonials are both yeah. important. Different people appreciate different ones. So no matter what your niche <laughs> is, that's, that's, a, that's a good thing. Yeah. So you've mentioned the YouTube channel and I, and I checked yeah. that out this morning and it looks like you've got a, a really, really good YouTube channel going. What other traffic sources do you have, if any, or is it all from YouTube? Yeah, YouTube is definitely my niche. I think it's just because, you know, if you're, it makes the most sense segueing that way to the courses because that's, you know, they're getting a sneak peek of what they'd be getting. And of course, I give 10 times more my paid courses than I do in my YouTube ones. I am hammering down on Pinterest at the moment and trying to get Instagram really up and running. I actually hired a woman to pilot 
my Pinterest account and also my Instagram because I just don't have enough time in the day. YouTube is a, like a full-time job because you're, you know, you have to make the projects and you have to edit your videos. Very similar to like constantly <laughs> creating an online course, only it's all free. So yeah, so my Pinterest now, I mean, it used, I think I was like at 8,000 followers when I started and now she had it up to like three quarters of a million in a few months, it's kind of dropped, it's kind of ebbed and flowed since then. So that helps to drive as well. But without those sales funnels, it's the same exact thing. If you don't have people, if you don't have a freebie to to grab and so you can capture their email address and get them sucked into that funnel, really all that work is like a waste of time to be honest. It's good. You'll get a couple of people. I have a, you know, free content that you can sign up for on my, at Awesome Art School. So some people do that. So it's not like I don't get any lead, but I really want to, I can't wait to connect all these dots and get that sales funnel and get like, you know, especially if I have the different ones for the different niches. So like my draw, if I have a pin that's of a drawing that connects to a YouTube drawing how-to tutorial, and then it says, you know, with a link that says like, click here for a free in-depth drawing, blah, blah, blah. You know, eyes people have. And I've recently polled my audience, so I know what people are struggling with. You know, and then you capture their email, then you get them sucked in the funnel, and then you take them on that journey. I mean, that's like heads and shoulders and miles over what I've been doing up until this point. So again, thank you to you and all the other bigwig podcasters that are shedding light on all this sales funnel because it is completely invaluable information. So appreciate it very much. No problem. Yeah. And I think you mentioned to me before we started recording, you start, you, you've been listening to the, to the podcast a little bit. And I know one of the most popular episodes to date has been episode 53 because that's about the top three sales funnels that I recommend. I for know. That's what I listened to this morning. That's so courses. crazy. That's right. Yeah, exactly. You're going to do some product launch formula funnels. Is that right? Yes. That is my main plan. I, I feel like the webinar one doesn't really apply to me. I'm kind of thinking about that one. I just feel like every day is a webinar for me on YouTube and that's where people come already. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that would be a little redundant. So I just feel like the idea and you know, I'm also just new to this whole sales funnel thing. And if, well, I need to first launch this, the product, product types and see how they go. Doesn't work. I would definitely open to trying other things, but first things first. First things first and one at a time. They can all work. They can all work for any niche. Some will work better in some niches, but some are harder to get working. The webinar one's the hardest one to do right. So I'm glad you're starting with, with more of a product launch formula. But once again, you still have to get it right. Yeah. And also down the road, there's no reason you can't get multiple funnels to kind of work hand in hand. Like you can have multiple funnels within one bigger funnel, but right. don't, don't start there. Just start, no. start simple and slowly add over time. Yeah, I am. I'm excited. And I'm excited as an understatement. The upside of waiting so long to have a sales funnel is I guess I already have, I do have a good audience in place already, which I feel like I, I did put the cart in front of the horse, but I feel like, well, at least like my coach that I was working on to set up the funnels is like, you know, you can launch this to just your Facebook group. Those people are already warm. They are as warm. There are so many hot people that are already in there. And that way, and that freebie, I make sure that it's a totally new content for everybody. So I can capture, you know, more sales, especially from people who have already bought from me and so like that. So it's all good. It's all good. So before we wrap this up, Karen, I did want to ask you a little bit about Amazon. It looks like you had some products on Amazon. Can you tell me about that? 
Oh yeah. I like forgot all about that. Yeah. I have self-published five books and yeah, the first three are in a series. They're my how to draw fun fab faces series. And they were a ton of fun to publish. Um, my next door neighbor actually used to be a big wig over at Disney in the animation department. So she is like a killer graphic designer. So we do all our work together. She's a good friend of mine. And so those are great starter series. I, people are really into drawing faces and I get it because I am too. So those are a great beginner guide that like I have on the front, like from ages six to 106, because it's really good for everybody. My newest book is like Head and Shoulders, sort of my baby masterpiece, Mixed Media Magic, which is all about the world of mixed media and various projects and whatnot. So a little bit for, for everybody. And yeah, do you think I should do sales funnels for those as well? Those get really good organic traffic just because they're on Amazon and they're tied up with some other big wigs in my space. So I feel like I don't actually need to do a lot to plug those, but I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I've got thoughts on that just from the... Because I, I don't have anything on Amazon, but I've had people on this podcast who have both courses and books on Amazon and every single one has told me that the reason they have it and the way it's worked out is that the book is part of the funnel. It's actually funnels them into the course. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to have like a funnel to the book. Like the book is part of the funnel to the course. Yeah. And I do find that that's like an automatic or automatic soft sale automatically. And I do try to like drop it in my YouTube videos. I'm I'm so bad about actually doing that very consistently because I hate being salesy. And this is something I'm really working on trying to incorporate my books naturally while I'm drawing, you know, like, oh, and like page 54, you can tell like, this is how a dryer knows. If you open a 50 page, you know, page 54 in your book, you can see exactly what I'm talking about. I'll hold it up and people will be like, oh my gosh, use a book, you know, and then they can. So I like it to be really genuine and organic and classy the way that I'm presenting these things because I hate being a salesperson. It's like super creeps me out. But at the same time, you know, I'm killing myself for these people. Like, you know, this is my full-time job. So it would really be nice to get paid for it. Right. So, uh, yeah. And if what you're offering has value to people and, and yes. it's, it's proven to, uh, to provide results, then like it's, it's your duty to, to not be salesy, but do whatever you need to do to convince them that they need more of this in their life. You know, no, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> Just trying to work on it in a way that I feel comfortable with. But, um, but yes, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm literally just giving people as many tools as possible to be successful in their, in their arts. I don't know why I wouldn't want to share that with the world, but right. it is a struggle to, to say it correctly. So, all right, Karen. So next I want you to hit me with some advice you'd have for somebody that would, that's more just starting out on this journey. On the, on the online course creation journey. You know what I think? I think you should just go for it. If you have an idea that you feel like you are really... People always use the word expert, which makes it sound like, I don't know, it's like a cliche word. But if you feel like you really have wrapped your brain around something, like you go to bed thinking about this, you wake up thinking about this, you're excited about it, and whatever that is, it could be like, you know, writing in... I don't know, writing a book or riding a bike. It doesn't, it literally doesn't matter what it is. But if you have passion for any, anything in your life and you want to share that and you figure like you figured out all the nuts and bolts and you're ready to regurgitate it out, I would say get your camera and go for it. 
and go, just go. Don't, don't overthink it. I think people spend way too much time. Do what I do. <laughs> just do it and figure it out two years later, but just start, get a video camera and get started. You know, you can record everything and figure out the editing, editing later. And it, I don't know if you want to, but people are wanted to do art videos. I do have that. I have a free course, how to record art videos actually on awesome art school. You can go on there and there's like 10 videos on there to get you started, get you over the technological hurdle. Cause it is just a hurdle, but people just need to go just get it out there in the world. Awesome. That's awesomeartschool.com. Thanks so much for joining me today, Karen. Thanks, Jacques. It was my pleasure. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of the Online Course Guy podcast. You can find all the show notes and links and everything we talked about from today's episode by going to theonlinecourseguy.com slash 85. Don't forget to check out our sponsor of this podcast, bonjoro.com. Get your free 14-day trial of one of my favorite tools by going to bonjoro.com slash Jacques and check out the Online Course Workshop. It's not going to be up for very much longer. But if you are interested in starting your own online course, or if you have one already, and you want to take it to the next level, whether that's more sales, more impact, or less of your time, then this free online course workshop is for you. And you can check it out right now, but not for much longer. And I really mean that that's coming down soon by going to theonlinecourseguy.com. So that's it for this episode. Stay tuned. More Online Course Guy podcast coming your way real soon. (laughs) 